amen, the Lord is here. Amen, amen. If of all the things that I possess in my life, what I possess that is the source of so many other things that I appreciate is God's touch on my life. Amen. I'm so thankful for the, the, the grace of God. Where would we be without the grace of God? Amen. How many times has He forgiven us? How many times has He delivered us? How many times has He provided for us? Amen. I'm so thankful for God's blessing. Amen. Amen. Can we just we just pray right here in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you today. We look for you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. This week as I meditated on what the Lord would have me preach, because I knew I, I had to preach today because my mother texted me and said, you have to preach next Sunday because uh, Charlie and Kathy are going to be here and I want them to hear you preach. Amen. So I, what, regardless of what the will of the Lord was, it was the will of my mother. So the Lord will have to, have to uh, look over that. Amen. I'm very thankful. Amen. For God's work. So as I begin to meditate on what I would, what the Lord would have me say, uh, I really feel like it came together in my mind. There's so many different things that come through my life and my reading, my meditation this week, and and boiling it down. I hope that I can communicate what I feel in my heart today. I heard uh, it kind of encapsulated in the words, the first words of a song some of you may recall. And the song starts out like this, At the very thought of Jesus, His presence can be found. He's as close as the mention of His name. Acts 17, verse 27, you don't have to stand. Paul is preaching to a number of, he called them superstitious. They uh, are very open-minded. And he addresses them and he points them to an idol that they have erected. And the idol says it's a worship to the, the unknown God. And from that, he preached to them. And in that message, he said, in verse 27 of verse 17, that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As certain of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. God is not very far from any of us. And for a title, I'm just going to call this Practicing the Presence of the Lord. Practicing the Presence of the Lord. Today there's a lot of people that practice different things. You go to a doctor and they practice science, practice um, medicine. 
lawyers, they practice the law. And uh, you go to the athletes and they practice so that they can uh, accomplish certain uh, goals and, and uh, cross over certain lines and do it all within the realm of the laws of the game. <clears throat> and I believe that in our pursuit of God, we learn things as we progress. I'm sure any of us, any of you here today, I could sit down and interview and I could talk to you about you know, when you first become aware of God working in your life, the first time you felt the presence of the Lord, maybe the first time that you read your Bible and it just come alive. We all have had various milestones in our life where the Lord made himself real to us and we became an even more fervent believer in the fact there is a God. Amen. And thankfully, the Lord has, has, has brought me to these crossroads, and, and, and it causes me to want to know more about God. When you, when, you, when you gain one insight about God, it doesn't, it, its nature isn't to cause us to sit down and stay in that place, but there, there's something about when you have uh, whetted your appetite, and, 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 and it causes you to want more. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and the broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. There is, there is a, a nature within the realm of the Spirit of God. You will not accidentally find yourself worshiping God. You will not just by chance find yourself uh, seeking the face of God. It is an act of, uh, of, of purposeful intention. If you, if you experience God, you are going to be feeling after him, you're going to be thinking about him, you're going to, oh God help me, <laughs> oh God give me wisdom, oh God what do I do, oh God help my children, oh God help me know what to do, oh God deliver me, oh God heal me, there is something searching, seeking, desiring that is inside of everyone, I've heard it said that everyone has a, 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 a space uh, an absence, a, a, a void inside of them that only God can feel. And, and it is in that recognition that we need God that causes us to seek after God. And when you do that, there is something that will happen inside of us. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. There, there is a, a promise to everyone. If you ask, amen. <laughs> if you ask, you will receive. 
You know, I know uh, Sister Lalani shared on Wednesday night, it, it wasn't something that she prayed a lot. She just said it, the way I, I heard it was just a kind of a, a, a just by, I, by, the, out of the, by the way, the Lord, by the way, Lord, if you would do this, that would be great. And she asked, ta-da. Now, I wish that everything that I just asked the Lord, oh, by the way, I wish everything come to me that way. But there are those miraculous moments where the Lord drops something in our heart and we ask it just uh, just seems to be something that comes to our mind. We ask it and it just happens. We just ask and we receive. It ha- that, that, that is available to all of us. I, I know sometimes I pulled in there and I would say, Lord, I sure would like a good parking spot. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Has that happened to you? Amen. Everyone asketh receiveth, but not every time I ask do I receive. Sometimes there are things that, that, that the Lord lays in my heart or the life presses into my, 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 my reality that, that I ask and it doesn't happen. And so, so there is a, a level of, 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 of an intention, a level of focus that I have to up my game, if you will. I have to not just ask it, but I have to seek it. Some things you have to seek after for you to find it. How many of you know that's true? I know I've been living for God and there's been things I've asked more than once. <laughs> Amen. And, but I, I can look back and I can, I can attest there have been times when I sought the Lord. Amen. I sought Him once. I sought Him twice. I sought Him many times. But, but eventually the Lord came through and I found what I was seeking for. Amen. It, 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 it took a little higher level of intention that was needed. And then there is that knocking. And I believe if you remember in Jesus' teaching, there, there is this, uh, this uh, idea of, of, of um, importunity. Importunity. As in, I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep knocking. I'm going to keep... I'm gonna keep. Yeah, my mother. She 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 has the spirit of that widow and the unjust judge. If you ever need somebody to help you do something, and they're not helping you, just call my mother. Amen. Pay her a commission, and she can she can wear the hair off of. Amen. She, she she's one persistent woman. Amen, Dad. Is that right, Dad? Yeah, he's rubbing his head. Here you go. <laughs> There, there is sometimes where importunity uh, is required. There, there are, are situations uh, where, where our prayers become memorial prayers. You see this idea that prayers can be a memorial. Uh, Cornelius, uh, he, 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 he was a good man. He prayed all the time. He, he was good to the poor. He had a good reputation. And that, 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 that memorial of a faith-filled life, of a God-fearing life, that it moved God himself to step across the line from the Jew to the Gentile. This is an example I want everyone to know. This man had a memorial that came up before God that God said, I got to go down and be sure that he he hears what Peter preaches, that he hears what Peter preached in Acts chapter 2, and he gets what I gave everybody in Acts chapter 2. There are memorial prayers, amen, where you just keep on praying. 
praying, God, I want you to save my son, God. I want you to help me with this trouble. God, I, I need you, Lord. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and all day Sunday, week after week, month after month, you just keep praying, Lord. Amen. This prayer, let it be a memorial prayer. I believe, Lord God, you said in your word, everyone that asketh, uh, receiveth, everyone that seeketh, findeth, and everyone, God, I'm knocking on the door. Amen. I know it doesn't seem to be possible, but I've got faith to pray, and I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray, and I'm not going to stop praying. Amen. There is this, there is this, uh, this process, you could, you could call it practicing the presence of the Lord. Not like practicing and failing, but, but, but feeling after the Lord. Amen. Seeking after the Lord. Knocking after the Lord. Amen. Just doing what the Lord given you to do. Trusting that, you know, the Bible says, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap. I know it's preached a lot from a negative point of view. Amen. You're going to reap what you sow. If you sin, if you, if, if you sin, you're going to reap what you sow. But can I tell you, there is a spiritual principle. If you practice righteousness, if you sow the seed of faith, if you sow the word, if you sow in prayer, if you sow in tears, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. To sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap life everlasting. Amen. To practice, to feel, to seek, to knock, to, to do what the Lord has put in your heart to do. Amen. There are times, amen, you see it throughout Scripture, there are people that stood in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And for a long time, they didn't seem to see what happened that they wanted to happen to happen. Amen. We know that the children of Israel were carried off to Babylon. Amen. And they had been there for, a, for decades. And Daniel, I believe it was, he, he understood he understood, you know, we've been in Babylon a long time. Amen. I, I think he, he probably turned over in the scrolls or someone told him, you know, Prophet Jeremiah said, said, you know, the thoughts that I had through the Lord said through Jeremiah. You know, that the, the, the Jeremiah was saying, hey guys, trouble's coming. God's going to carry y'all all into Babylon. <laughs> I got bad news for you. It's bad. But the good news is, the thoughts that I have for you are good and not evil. To give you an expected end. The bad days are going to end one day. Fast forward decades later, Daniel understood the, the, the time. And he said, I just want you to know, we're about to go back to the promised land. <laughs> it didn't happen in a day. It didn't happen in a week. It didn't happen in a year. It didn't happen in a decade. But but, the, but here we see there were some that were faithful to the things of God even though they lived in Babylon even though they had suffered at the hands of the enemy amen even though they'd seen people they loved they died in Babylon there was something inside of them that said I'm, I feel like the Lord's going to take us home I feel like the promise of the Lord's going to come to pass and they were faithful in the midst of, of, of situations none of us would desire but they were practicing, if you will, they were practicing the presence of the Lord. And it is in that pursuit 
of following after God. It is in that pursuit of feeling after God. Lord, what is your will? What would you have me to do? Lord God, today, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Practicing, pursuing, feeling after the presence of the Lord. Amen. I was sharing with one of my my friends that, that's a pastor, Brother Carol, this morning. Told him, this is kind of what I'm feeling. And he said, you know what come to my mind? He said, I said, a real pamphlet that a Brother Joel Holmes wrote. And he says there's there's different kinds of prayer. And he said one kind of, one kind of prayer is, he called it gleaning prayer. He said, you just going through your day. Thank you, Jesus. You just kind of reset yourself. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. You know, it's it's not a whole lot of thought. It's it, it, it's not not some focused prayer. You're not deep in intercession, but just gleaning prayer. Just just little little connections. Just I thank you, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. How many of you find yourself doing that sometime? Help me, Jesus. Oh God, I love you, Jesus. Just through the day. It's just it's just a gleaning prayer, just 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 a, a, a momentary thought to keep yourself centered. I believe that is is what, what the scripture means to, to pray without ceasing. Just just this this ongoing conversation, like some people call their mother every day. Well, what's your mother gonna tell you today that she didn't tell you yesterday? Just love you, mama. Same way with the Lord. What's you going to tell the Lord that he don't know already? Well, God, I just want you to know I love you today. <laughs> oh, God, I want your will to be done in my life today. Just gleaning prayer. Another one was uh, just a conversational prayer. You know, more than just a happenstance, more than just a out-of-hand prayer, but just stopping and shutting everything down. And Oh, God, I love you today. Thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for, for what you've done for me today. Lord, bless my family. Bless my children. Lord, God, help me with my bills. Lord, God, bless my church family. Bless my pastor, Lord. God, I pray you'd send us revival at Spring Ridge. Lord, God, you see the backslider. Lord, stir them up, Lord. Oh, God, we pray, God, for the president. We pray for the governor. Oh, Jesus. Just, just, just not intense, but purposeful prayer. Uh, and then there's that priestly prayer where, where, where you're, you're not just bringing your own needs to the Lord, but, but Lord, they're, they're Lord Jesus, you see Brother and Sister Pastorella, you see Sister Josie, you see Sister Keaton, you see Sister McLeod, uh, you see Brother Hayes, you see Sister Tammy, you, Lord God, you see Brother Ryan, Lord, you see Sister Jennifer, God, you, you, you see, Lord, Pastor down the road, God, I, I, I'm praying, I'm bringing them before you, Lord, and I ask you to help them, I ask you to strengthen them, I ask you to heal them, I ask you, Lord, God, to let them see, see you answer these prayers while they yet live. Amen, this priestly prayer. And then there is another dimension of prayer. Amen. Wonderful times when the Lord the Lord will lead us into what I call uh, militant prayer, warrior prayer. Amen, where it, it's something that's like fire. Amen. It's something that just boils up and it just your spirit is fervent. Amen. And you're 
casting out devils and rebuking the enemy and you're proclaiming amen hallelujah you know what I'm talking about amen and, and I tell you I, I truly believe that we need every dimension you, you may not be able to reach each one of these every day but you could do one or two or three of these every day somebody said amen amen I know many times I've, I've dealt with people that are new to the Lord and and, and praying out loud is 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 unfamiliar to them, Amen. It's easy to think about God in our mind, and I, I I believe in thinking about the Lord. It's called meditation, at the very thought of Jesus. His presence can be found. It's real. Just thinking about the Lord, right? But when 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 you let your thoughts, the abundance of your heart. And your mouth begins to speak and you just begin to say, I love you, Jesus. You let those, you know, when you first start praying out loud, you know, I've heard people say, I, I pray. It's 90 seconds and I've run out of things to pray. And I, I, I found this to be true and I know that it works. If you'll pray as long as you can every day, when you run out of words, we'll go do what you need to do. Hallelujah. But it, you, you, you build up a vocabulary of prayer. Amen. Uh, you, 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 there, there'll be times when you're reading the word and, and, and you're like, mm, I really like that. And you think, I, I think I want to remember that. And you memorize scriptures so that you can pray those scriptures. Amen. You build up a, a vocabulary of prayer. Amen. So, this week... Thinking about this, the presence of the Lord, I, I read this text out of Exodus. Exodus chapter 3. It says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert. Anybody ever felt like you were on the backside of the desert? Between Exodus chapter 2 and Exodus chapter 3, the Bible lets us know Moses has been on the backside of the desert for 40 years. The Bible doesn't tell us. I call them the unwritten chapters of the Bible. The Bible doesn't say anything happened. Why, why, why do we not know more about the 40 years of Moses in the wilderness? I believe it's because not much happened. <laughs> not, not much happened to, to write about in the scripture. But he lived for 40 years and not much happened. So what happened? I don't know, I'll have to ask Moses when we get to heaven. Hey Moses, what happened between 2 and 3? And he'll probably say, well, I, I lost a goat one time. I had a cow die. My fence fell down. Um, you know, we probably like what happened to you last week. You know, you didn't write it down in your diary. You didn't testify. You didn't tell nobody. You call your mom and tell them. Maybe not even, just not much happened. And there's a lot of times in our life when we are living, if you will, on the backside of the desert and we seem like we've been on the backside of the desert for a little while and, and, and we feel like, Lord, that there's not much happening. But just because you don't see it don't mean He's not working. Just because you don't see it don't mean that God has forgotten about you. There are just some... There's some unwritten chapters we all have to live with. There's some days and times and seasons we just have to endure. But we find that when the Lord stepped onto the scene of Moses that we find captured here in Exodus 3, 
that, that as he was on the backside of the desert, he came to the mountain of God, even Horeb. I suggest that this is written from a perspective of what happened at the mountain later. I would say for Moses, it wasn't yet the mountain of God. It was just a mountain in his desert. And up until this moment, it was there in this place. And verse 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, Moses, in a flame of fire, out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. I would say to you, in the wilderness... A bush catching on fire is not special. But what made this notable was the bush was on fire, but it wasn't disappearing. It wasn't being consumed. It wasn't charring. Maybe it wasn't smoking. There was something this man saw. There is something going on here. And the Bible says, and Moses said, who's he saying this to? I think I'll check this out. Anybody ever talk to you that way to yourself? Amen, I think I'll do this. I, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he, the Lord, said, draw not Nigh hither, don't come close. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Amen. This morning my wife gave a great example of this. I don't know how she saw it. I think maybe the Lord knew I needed an illustration. But when you're pulling out today, you can see if you can see it. Because I, I, I went and looked at it. That's amazing she saw it. But when she was pulling in this morning, she looked in the reeds, and in the reeds by the tree, down of three or four inches off the ground, there is this beautiful little yellow daisy just behind the reeds. I don't know how she saw it. And she said, she stopped, and she said, I'm going to get a picture of that. And so as she drew near to take a picture of the flower, she did not notice that the ground was quite saturated and she about lost her shoe in the marsh out there. She came in here, took her shoe off and she was talking about how she wanted to get a picture of that flower. And I was like, that's just like Moses. Moses saw something it caused him to stop and investigate. Now I went down there and I, I posted on the church page so you can see it's the just the most beautiful little daisy. Because of her experience, I didn't step in the marsh. I stepped over next to the tree, and I was able to get a wonderful picture. And so today I gave my wife a flower. Not a physical flower, because then I had to get it wet. But I gave her a picture of that flower. That, that to me illustrates there are some times while we are living our life, there will be something just catch our attention and we have to stop and say hmm I think I want to get a little closer look at that how many of you experience the Lord kind of do that to you sometimes 
And then after you do it, like, ooh, that was the Lord. You felt inspired to say something to your coworker. You feel inspired to call somebody. You feel inspired. But it, and you don't know it at the moment, but after you've done it, you're like, man, I'm so glad. I think that's the way Moses felt. I, I imagine after that, that conversation that Moses had, he just stopped to look at a bush that he couldn't understand what was going on. But in the process of turning aside, the Lord recognizes when we stop and begin to investigate something the Lord is trying to do, the Lord will begin to speak to you. And it is in this whole idea, I'm just trying to feel after the Lord. Lord, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Lord God, I want to be used of you today. God, I want to live in a way that honors you, God. I praise you today. I love you today. I thank you today. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. I I read a quote about this particular text. And someone said, "The the earth is crammed with heaven. And every common bush afire with God. But only he who sees takes off his shoes. Amen. The Lord is present if we are looking for him. This week I was scrolling through my Facebook. And I, you hear me talk a lot about the stars. So I have I follow some pages about astronomy. Someone posted a picture. This beautiful picture of the stars. And. They were out in the desert somewhere, and uh, just a glorious picture of the stars. Someone said, how come I have never seen the stars like that? And someone said, well, most of us live in places that have light pollution. There are all these unnatural sources of light that obscure the, the light of the stars because our eyes can't see past all the other light around us. And I thought to myself, you know, if you think about in the history of mankind, human experience up until the past 150 years, mankind's day has been divided by bright light and great darkness. And in the darkness, the darkness, the Bible says that the stars, the moon and the stars will rule the night. And there was such an awareness of the stars, that's how they got around. That's how the, 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 the ships would navigate the seas. It's how, how the travelers would navigate the deserts, even the wise men. Uh, that's how they found the Lord. They looked in the stars to determine how they would travel. But today, we don't need the stars. And truth of the matter is, we rarely even look up and see the stars. And I think <clears throat> the reason why... We so often don't see the stars as first of all, we don't look up. And if we do look up, there's all this light pollution. There's all these distractions, all these things that obscure and hide the light that is in the sky. Amen. I thought of the same way there's noise pollution. If you live in the city like I do, I was sitting on the porch meditating on this and and in the background, you could hear the cars on the highway. <laughs> Sitting on the deck with my dad and mom, trying to eat lunch the other day. And uh, someone, it took someone 45 minutes to blow and cut 
the amount of grass that might be right here, this one row of pews. They, almost the whole time we were out there, 45 minutes, they'd cut it. Oh, they're almost gone. And they'd come back and cut it again. I don't know, I don't know what the problem was. Lord, bless them in Jesus' name. I'll be honest, I was getting a bad attitude. Then they come up with a blower and they blew it. And then they come back, am I lying? 35, 45 minutes in the little bitty backyard? I guess maybe the Lord wanted to give me some fodder for my sermon today. We have so much noise. We have so, so many voices. And, and sometimes people might say, why can't I not hear the voice of the Lord? Because there's so much noise pollution. How many of you have a problem that you rarely allow silence to be a part of your life. You either have the radio on, you got the podcast on, you got the uh, YouTube on, you got you got entertainment on, you got sports on, and and our our waking hours is full of sound. Why can I not hear the voice of the Lord sometimes? Is because I'm listening to everything else, but for the voice of the Lord. Amen, Lord God. I want to. I want to practice your presence. How many of you feel that way today? Lord, I want to hear your voice. God, I want to see your glory. I, I, I want to turn aside and see what thing you're doing in this bush. I, Lord God, I, I want to, to be led by you. I want to hear your voice. God, I want you to use me. I want to see the kingdom of God come. Amen, amen. Maybe the exit ramp out of the wilderness is for us to begin to investigate some bushes that are burning that we didn't see the last time we passed. Amen. Hebrews 4 and 16. Amen. We have access today to something that Moses didn't have access to. The great lawgiver. A man who talked to God face to face. We have access to something he did not have. The writer of Hebrews says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Can we stand together and raise our hands in the name of Jesus? God, I want to practice your presence. I want to listen, listen for your voice. Lord God, I want to see your hand. Lord God, I, I want to turn aside to see why some things happening that I don't understand. Lord God, I want to hear your voice, Lord. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Lord God, lead me, Lord. Guide me, Lord. Help me, O oh God, to do, Lord God, what you would have me to do, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I'm not satisfied with yesterday's miracles. Lord, I'm not satisfied, Lord Jesus, with the things I've seen, Lord, in my life. But God, I want to see a fresh visitation of the Holy Ghost in my life. That I might practice the presence of the Lord. Amen. It's, it's not even noon yet. I'd like to open up these altars. Amen. You can walk, you can kneel, you can stand. If you'd like to come forward, I'd like us just to take a moment. Amen. And just feel after the Lord. Talk to the Lord. In the name of Jesus, open up our heart and our mind to the Lord. You don't have to worry about playing. In the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. There is no God like you, Lord. God, I thank you for the many times you have spoken to me. Lord God, I thank you, Lord, for the many times, Lord God, I have seen your hand moving in my life. But God, I want to, I want to press 